Alleluia, Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed, alleluia. God be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life, grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of the Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving spirit through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of Apostles. Peter began to speak to Cornelius and the other Gentiles. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Let Israel now proclaim. His mercy endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my song. And he has become my salvation. There is a sound of exultation and victory. In the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord has triumphed. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord has triumphed. I shall not die, but live. And declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has punished me sorely. But he did not hand me over to death. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter them. I will offer thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. He who is righteous may enter. I will give thanks to you for you answered me. And have become my salvation. The same stone which the builders rejected. Has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. On this day, the Lord has acted. We will rejoice and be glad in it. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaimed to you, which you in turn received, in which also you stand, through which also you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaimed to you unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, 
that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, <clears throat> then to the twelve, then then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrapping lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrapping lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus's head, not lying with the linen wrapping, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood outside the tomb weeping, as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. 
When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you had carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will go and take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Alleluia, the Lord is risen, the Lord is risen indeed, alleluia. Despite COVID and cold weather and everything else, we have found a way to gather and to share the good news of Easter. Most of you know that for the last seven months or so, we have had uh, extended family living with us, my sister and her husband. They came for a couple months to help with our new baby and have stayed. It has been a blessing in so many ways to have family very nearby and for our children to get this time with their aunt and uncle. My sister and her husband are Jewish. We were raised in an interfaith household and given the choice to choose our faith as children. So it's been a really interesting seven months together because we've traveled through so many of the sacred days of our various traditions while quarantined together. In the fall, we had Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We've celebrated Hanukkah and Advent and Christmas. We've done Lent and Easter. We kind of did Passover. Um, we've gotten to see this strange mishmash of traditions and rituals. And most importantly, we've gotten to talk about it. Her husband, my brother-in-law, Alan, has not spent time celebrating the Christian holidays. This morning was the first time he got to receive an Easter basket, very central part of the Easter tradition. From the silly to the sacred, we've gotten to talk through these months together about what the symbols of our traditions mean. We sat down and talked about what the different liturgical colors mean using our uh, lovely examples from Godly Play and the, uh, the calendar of liturgical colors. We've talked about symbolisms around food and light and fasting. We've done all this in many ways because we as adults have gotten to learn, but we've also been trying to model for my children what it is to be in an interfaith family, to share and respect one another's traditions and to live in a way in which we can tolerate and honor what exists outside of our own practices. It's also been a really good exercise for me as a priest because I've actually had to explain to people who have no buy-in to our system of belief what any of this is about. 
Why in the world do we gather and give thanks that someone rose from the dead? I mean, it's cool, but what is the meaning for us? One of the tasks that I have as a preacher and that we all have as Christians is to speak of the good news, to share the good news of the gospel, to speak to others about what the good news of our story and tradition is and how that functions in our faith and in our lives. What is the good news this morning? If we start with that question, we start, I believe, with where Jesus would want us to be, the good news of his message and his story. What exactly is that? There's an empty tomb this morning and angels in white, terrified disciples who still don't believe anything Jesus has been telling them, and Jesus appearing outside. What I think is really interesting in this story and a piece that we often miss is that Mary comes to this tomb expecting to find Christ's body. She is not coming to this tomb expecting good news. We come to this service and this day knowing the good news that we will hear. Alleluia, Christ is risen. We can come with that joy and expectation in our hearts. But Mary, Mary goes to the tomb to weep and to care for the body of Christ. Mary goes to the tomb to do the most human of things, which is to care for one another in death. Her grief is profound, but her love is stronger than that. And it propels her forward. Her love for God propels her to the tomb to tend to the body. And it is not there. And Jesus has spoken of resurrection and miracles. And still, the gospel is filled with moments of the disciples not getting it, not understanding being confused, surprised, astounded at the miracles that take place. And Jesus repeats himself over and over. Mary comes expecting for Jesus to still be dead. Her grief is profound and pervasive. And even in the midst of that despair, even in the midst of whatever hopelessness she and the disciples must have felt that Jesus had been conquered, that all they'd worked for had fallen apart. They even in the midst of hopelessness, the possibility and power of God can break through. That to me is the good news that even when we're operating out of places of sadness, even when we cannot find that hope or silver lining, even when we have given up, we are partnered by God 
in this world that we live and walk through and create. And that for God, there is no hopelessness on our part that is bigger than the joy of the resurrection. The resurrection is the good news that breaks through impossible barriers, that fills our cup. Hope is perhaps the most wonderful place to operate from, to live lives filled with hope and possibility, even in the midst of despair. It's not always easy to do. It's not always possible for us to do. But that is why we are Christian. Because Christ and God can hold that hope for us, can walk us alongside us with that light, that little flickering flame of hope when we cannot hold on to it for ourselves. The good news to break through any darkness we encounter The good news is possibility that we do not need to be lost in despair. The good news is the knowledge that the world can change for the better. The good news of Christ's resurrection is that hope will always be more powerful than despair. And that in our faith and in our lives, in our relationships with God, we get to experience that hope, and that joy. That is our good news. And that is our job as Christians, is to share that good news, to carry it from this place and the story, to take the story of an empty tomb and a resurrected God and the love of human- that humanity has for God. Mary's love for Christ, it takes her to that empty tomb in her grief to continue to care for him. That love, that power, that possibility, that good news, we take that story from this place and we carry it out into the world, to our relationships, to our friends, to our family. We know what it is right now to feel a little helpless, to feel stuck, to feel as though things aren't getting better. But there are glimmers of hope. There are signs of life and good news and the coming together. I don't want to use the word returning. We're never going to return to what we were, but we will step into what we are becoming, what our world will be, what our society, what our faith communities will be in this new existence post-pandemic. But when we can move into that from our place of hope, from our place of good news, we can do so with that air of the Holy Spirit that cannot be contained or tamed. When I tell others why I'm Christian, why I practice these rituals, why I wake up early on Sundays to come and worship, it's because I believe in the good news and the power that it has in my life and the power that it has in this world when we can operate from that place of hope, that place of joy, 
that place of wonderful possibility. May our gospel today spark within you that hope and that possibility and that good news. And may you carry that spark into the world around you, into your lives moving forward from this day, because alleluia, Christ is risen. And hope is such a beautiful thing to operate out of. And I will trade all the despair for all the hope to sit with Mary Magdalene and tell the story of the good news. Amen. We continue together professing our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. So we greet one another. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Um, as we move into our offertory, I'll remind you that the information to text to give for a manual is in our bulletin. This is our virtual passing of the plate. Uh, our Easter offering is an important way in which we uh, sustain uh, the life and practices of a manual. There's a number in our bulletin that you can text to give. That number is 844-972-2974. I keep it saved in my phone so that I can uh, virtually pass the plate here and just text the amount that I want to give. Um, it makes it very easy to do. So I encourage all of you uh, to give uh, how you can and support the ministry and the work that we do here.
Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. That we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacrament. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world that there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble, especially that those on our prayer list. Andrew, 
Jillian Barlow, Noreen Bucknam, Jim Cameron, Glenn Crosby, Glorian Crosby, Deanna Glenn, Diane Goodman, Mark Hall, Lorna Hamill, Bob Hayward, Rosemary Howell, Peter McEnheimer, Mary Lynn Morgan, Linda Mullen, Edith Ogden, Claire Parkinson, Pam Rhodes, Dan Rowley, Karen Rowley, Ron Smith, Vicki Smith, Don Snow, Reed Ellis Sullivan, William Victory, Vivian, Ann Walsh, Julie Wiegand, and Peter Wiley. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest, including Irma Patrick and those who mourn. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we, May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. And Lord, continue to bless those having birthdays this week. Emma Lerner, Nathan Isle, Bobby Morris, and Paul Milkey. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. We hold in prayer all that is spoken and unspoken in our community. We give thanks for healing and for our blessings. We gather these prayers together. O Lord, our God, accept the fervent prayers of the, your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. Amen. Um, I know we're supposed to move on to the Lord's Prayer, but I recognize we don't have the birthday blessing in here, and we did just list some birthdays of folks who are here. I think there is Nathan Isle and Emma Lerner. Lee, who else is on that list? So you have it in front of you. Bobby Morris. Bobby Morris. Yeah. And, and Paul Melky. And Paul Milky, are there any other birthdays or anniversaries here that for us to celebrate? All right, well, I will say the birthday prayer and I invite you to join me if you have that particular one memorized. Um, Watch over your children, O Lord, as their days increase. Bless and guide them wherever they may be. Strengthen them when they stand. Comfort them when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise them up if they fall. And in their hearts may the peace which passes all understanding abide all the days of their lives through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And together we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.
Let us go forth in the name of the risen Christ. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Thank you.